Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. I started when I was uh, in middle school. I started writing uh, game stories and stuff like that. Uh, then I didn't really decide what to do about game development, art, music, uh, programming. Uh, then I decided to start uh, to study um, computer science to get into the programming uh, uh, field. Uh, so did you always want to? Uh, did you always want to make games like when you were younger? Uh, not really. I, I wanted to study astronomy, but ah, okay. uh, but in high school I changed my mind. Uh, games were kind of important to me. They had uh, this big impact on my youth and my mm-hmm. early years. So, uh, well, they helped me a lot. So that's why I decided to be a game developer to uh, help other people the same way that uh, the games I played helped me. Okay. Uh, then I, I was kind of confused. The, the game industry is yeah overwhelmed me uh i saw many uh, many things i could do uh, uh, i could an artist programmer music composer so many things against designers uh, so i was confused uh, i spent about two years uh, deciding what to do some of game dev to tv courses uh, they really piqued my interest so uh, I got one of them. The oh, which one did you get? Uh, the Unreal Engine C++ one. Okay. It was really interesting. Uh, as I went through, uh, I began to uh, understand the industry more and more. Uh, I, began, I began to branch out, uh, learn more things. Uh, then I decided to uh, make a roadmap for other students, for people uh, who want to learn game dev, mm-hmm. uh, who want to get into the industry. So I wrote a, road, a roadmap for the gameplay programmers. Uh, it started with uh, an introduction into the game industry in general, not just the programming part. Uh, they need to understand a little bit about the history, the, um, uh, how game design evolved, how uh, uh, what what exactly is uh, game development? So uh, after they went through that, uh, they should learn a little bit about uh, C++ and Unreal Engine, maybe from the documentation, the official documentations. Them. Uh, then I recommended uh, starting with the game dev to TV courses, uh, the Unreal Engine C++ one and the, the Blueprint one to get into uh, gameplay programming and and send it a little bit better. Uh, then they need to uh, get into the industry. So they need to learn more about uh, uh, how companies work, what, what are the different rules in game development and which one suits them. So uh, it was kind of success- successful, but uh, it doesn't uh, Some people want to learn more uh, other things than programming and uh, learn more things. Maybe they want to be indie developers with uh, multiple skills and stuff. So uh, currently I'm working on a bigger roadmap uh, about uh, all the fields. Uh, It's not finished yet, but um, getting there. I know it takes a long time to make a game, but I'm glad you're getting there, yeah. So let's dive deep first into like what really caught your attention of the game development scene. Was it like, so you grew up playing some games and you really meant a lot to you. So you decided, hey, instead of astronomy, I want to go make games. Or was it just something we were more passionate about? Like, why did you stop doing astronomy? Uh, I played my first game when I was five years old. It was okay. uh, The same. It was The Sims 2. I liked that uh, it provided me with an alternative world where I can be 
everything I want. I can do whatever I want. Uh, I can control some people and have uh, a decent uh, relationships with other characters in the game. It wasn't just a game, it was an alternative life, which uh, I kind of get, got lost in, mm. in that game. When I was 12, I played Skyrim, so uh, it had uh, a big impact on me. It uh, changed the way put, I look at life. You put 500 plus hours in that game like I did? <laughs> yeah. It was such a good game. Yeah, I just couldn't get enough of the music, the ambience. Because before, I, I never really liked Elder Scrolls games, like Oblivion. I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why. But then Skyrim, something about being a Dragonborn, something about the world and the music just caught me and I just couldn't stop playing ever since. And the exploration part, uh, they did mm-hmm. good uh, in building the world. So uh, I was kind of writing some stories that uh, I wanted to uh, publish maybe as a comic book or something. Uh, they were about some uh, science fiction space era, but uh, comics and art wasn't really my thing. I wanted to implement this, these stories to have some impact on people the same way the games I played have uh, had some impact on me. Uh, that's when I started to become a game developer uh, that uh, uh, I saw it as uh, the best way you can really touch someone. People uh, watch movies all the time, watch shows all the time read stories all the time, but uh, nothing like games really touches people. Like uh, you live there, you don't just read or watch. Uh, you know, games uh, immerse people. Yeah, yeah they do something more powerful like- than any other entertainment. You actually are in the shoes of the character. You're not observing it, you're not reading it, you're there making the choices and you feel the impact of the choices. You heard someone, you're like, oh, I did that, not the character. So it's it's a cool thing because you can learn a lot from that, like games like The Trivic and Human or God of War. So you can learn that like, choices matter or that you can learn from other characters like the God of War's um, Kratos character. People learn more about the father figure. Like, oh, I wish my dad connected more, but I see he was dealing with things. And it's just, that's the power of games, in my opinion. Exactly. Like uh, Will Wright said uh, in his masterclass that games are, extension of our minds uh, mm-hmm. the same way that cars are an, are an extension of our feet like when someone has an accident with uh, driving a car he says i had an accident not the car had an accident that's something i really uh, um it's a good example for games uh, i memorize that sentence every time about video games. Uh, I love that one. The games are an extension of our minds. It's really cool. And so then when you started to practice game development, this was like right at the end of the senior year of high school? uh, uh, Probably uh, in my first year uh, in university. In high school, I was kind of busy studying for my senior year and stuff like that. So I had no time to practice game development. Okay. So So it was more in college? Yeah. Okay. So then you went for, what was your degree? It was computer science? Yeah. So then you basically were doing like computer science stuff and then on the side, like on your own time learning game development or did you take courses in game development in school? Uh, They had some classes. Uh, on game development, like uh, so these, uh, things like uh, computer graphics, uh, OOB, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, these classes uh, helped me understand game programming better. Uh, and I guess this year I have a game development class that mm. will also uh, improve my skills in game development. And uh, I take courses online, like uh, the game dev to TV ones. So how do you get the most out of these courses and these classes? Like, how do you study efficiently? Like, how do you make sure you get the information and then say, hey, I actually know how to do it instead of, oh, I just saw it and I can recreate? Uh, I like to post the videos and then uh, 
stop doing things my way. Sometimes I uh, do things before they, uh, before uh, I reach the lesson that teaches them. Uh, and I try to add my own style, uh, try to add, make the game more difficult. Like uh, in the triplets one, I modified that, uh, that line of code that uh, controls the difficulty of the game and I made it more difficult. Uh, I like to do that that way. Uh, I always remember what I did. Uh, and when I do, when I make another game or another project, I memorize what I did before and I um, uh, try to uh, merge all the things I learned to create a better project or a combination of what the, the other projects I did. Let's say you're doing a topic, let's say, I don't know, pointers, for instance, in programming, and you're not grasping the concept. Do you try to find different ways to learn it? Or are you, like, how do you deal with obstacles in your learning journey? Uh, I always have backup plans, like um, there's uh, the documentation for C++ mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a C++ uh, course on uh, Udemy that uh, from beginners to beyond one. Uh, I ask my uh, my teachers in college about uh, the topics that uh, that act as uh, an obstacle to me. Uh, that way, I I overcome these things. Uh, I don't really like to skip stuff because uh, they uh, they usually I usually, uh, meet them again. So, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, because it's just like sometimes when we learn things, like I have a difficulty sometimes with picking up some concepts. So it's always interesting to ask people like, oh, so when you learn something and you get it, cool and all, but what about when you get like a material or lecture and you're like, I didn't understand any of this. And you just keep reading and reading like documentation. You're like, I still don't get it. And like, what do we go through? So like, I know from time and time again, it's just maybe looking at different videos, maybe keep practicing every day just to find a way to make it grasp, make it make sense. Because you know, some people learn visually, some people learn better like from listening to stuff, some people learn better from just doing it themselves. So, yeah, interesting. And so then, like, so when you were in college, what was your main, like, goal? Were you trying to make a game at the end of the day? Were you just trying to get your degree? Like, what was your, what's your main vision of, like, where you wanted to go? Uh, actually, my, my degree was, like, uh, a tool to me. Uh, I want to work in the game industry in, in a company like uh, in a studio like Bethesda. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw the job requirements for game play, for uh, the gameplay programmer job. Uh, they require a degree in computer science or uh, or mathematics. So it was like a tool to me that helps me get the job I want. Uh, and it, the graduation project uh, like. Uh, this year, uh, I'm, uh, me and my colleagues are working on a, on a game for, for our graduation project. So um, I guess it sort of helped us a lot to uh, achieve what we all want uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so did you feel like you got the necessary material to be successful in game development? Like, do you, do you feel like you learn more from the college or from the courses you took out of the school? Uh, they both uh, helped shape my uh, mentality and my mind. Uh, but uh, I think I got what it requires if, um, before, before I delved into game development. I have uh, this um, wide imagination I like to... Uh, build stuff with my mind like uh, stories activities uh, i like to try new things and do things other ways always find the uh, the most efficient way to do uh, what's required for me so mm -hmm. yeah awesome and i like that response because it's like sure people might have their opinions on like college is better you don't need college you know, but then it's like, well, why don't we take both? Like some, sometimes why don't you go to school and learn some of the stuff outside the schools? That way you have this more like complete 
understanding of everything because then one teaches you a lot of the in-depth computer science stuff and the one teaches you game development and then you take what you learn from both and you're you're set i feel like that's what you've done you've like taken from both areas and it's allowed you to build this gameplay program or persona as in like hey i know exactly what i'm doing i've gotten all the expertise from these other people masters and the, the um, craft and now i can do what i want to do and not feel like I'm missing out. Because sometimes you might get something you need in the game development course, but then you're missing like the further understanding of how programming works behind the scenes. And so then you feel like you have these holes and it builds up imposter syndrome and you don't know what to do. So then that's cool. I really like that answer. And I really like the fact that you've gotten good stuff from both areas. Because you can. You can always find good in areas. You can always find bad. It's just how your perspective and then it, I guess would say the effort you put into what you're doing. So I want to also get into what I, the question I asked you when you were like, hey, how can someone learn game development better? And you were like, well, first we learn the history of game design development. So how does that look like? Is that like you're just going through the old games and be like, what worked, what didn't work? Yeah, that, that's the point. Like uh, we talk about uh, uh, older games and how uh, people designed games and made them in the best games like Space Invader and the, the first, first games that shaped uh, the future of games and uh, because when you, when, when you understand the best and how other people did things you know where, where, where it came from and where it's going uh, it helps people think about uh, their games like uh, do they follow the best criteria or um, they're just doing things randomly and hoping that it will work sometimes. Uh, it's really important to know the best, to add to it uh, the elements that will make your game better for the people, for the future. Uh, some games uh, have no soul because mm. just the, the player just moves, do stuff, but. Uh, they're not really important. Like, we will get bored of it uh, after a few hours, a few minutes even. I've seen um, it a lot from past movie games where like they they should be good because it's got your favorite characters. It's maybe for instance, Spider-Man 3, you're in New York, but it lacks the soul. It's like people didn't care about it. Spider-Man 2 is a good example of an older game that was based off a movie and it got the soul of the movie and so right. They like the game was amazing but then you get games like the iron man movie where it's just like it should be cool but they lacked what makes game like the game design fun what what makes a game entertaining it's not just about shooting objects because that can get boring or repetitive really quick there's got to be like reasons for why you're doing it so i love that you said that like some games don't have a soul even though they should it's just they were just made like a pipeline like make this make that go send it out it's like no games need more than that there's got to be something that captures something when you're playing a game. That's what I think when you're making games. I don't think they should. For me, games are more about the story part. I'm more of storytelling games. I, I do enjoy some of the games like Fall Guys where you just have fun with people and play. But there are some times where I just can't get into certain games because I'm like, it's just not fun for me. It doesn't fit my criteria of like what is, you know, fun. But yeah, no, I, I like that response. Do you know, so like how can someone avoid having a game like that? Is it just like having the right purpose of why you're making games? Or having the right team? Like, how can you avoid making a game that has no soul? I guess there are two ways to do that. Uh, the first thing is uh, to play the game you're making. Uh, if you see a reason for everything you're doing in the game, like, uh, you should go there to do this, to achieve this. Uh, the game is clear and, and understandable and fun. But uh, without a reason for everything you're doing, stop there, pause the game, and say, why, why am I doing this? Uh, so the first thing to do to uh, give the game a purpose is to give it a reason. Uh, the, th the second thing uh, is make it uh, an online game. People like to play with their friends. Uh, I think online games with friends are always fun. No matter, are, how yeah. boring they, no matter how boring they are, they're always fun. So making a game online is the fastest way. The hardest way is to, get, to give a reason to everything the player is doing. Uh, and 
make it more immersive for the player. Uh, people like to uh, get attached to characters in games like um, a game like Mass Effect. Uh, people got attached to uh, all the characters in the game. They they get sad when a character dies. Mm -hmm. and they get sad when when someone in the game gets hurt. Someone who's not even real gets hurt, and the, and people get hurt too. So uh, someone achieved that, then their game is successful, making the game immersive. I mean, mm. no, a hundred percent, because. It's, you, you have to give the player something to lose so that they, they get an experience of like, okay, if I don't do this right, if I don't win this level or something, I lose the, the ending, I lose characters I like, fell in love with, I lose like maybe what I thought I could do. Like some game, people play games with the hardest difficulty just to see if they can push the boundaries of what they're capable of. So you know, I, I like that. And then also when I get into, you said you study from how like game designers think. I like past ones thought like we'll write and all those other ones so for instance you say reading books articles gdc but how do you take like the information you you know take in and then use apply that to game design do you take your notes do you like analyze it later do you how do you take that information and make it useful i attach them to the games i play like um when you read something in a book and you memorize that moment uh, you had in a video game that had the the exact same design concept written in the book. Uh, it sticks in, sticks in to your mind. Uh, you always remember that. Uh, then when you're making a game, you say, I want to do this gameplay mechanic to be like that game, which used that design concept that I read in that book. So it all gets attached together. Okay. So what advice have you received from like some of these books or GDC that you find most valuable? You take a second to think about it, but like maybe a few examples of like, hey, this video was very helpful. Or this book and this line helped me a lot. Uh, uh, when writes uh, lectures and masterclass of uh, Really helpful uh, resource to study game design from. Uh, I really love that uh, masterclass, the Will Write one. It was really well done, and I thought it was a really good way to explain like game design, what games can be like for people. It's like sometimes you don't even have to make a game with a story; just make the tools so they can make the story. And then you have these like, crazy events and Sims where like, oh, this happened to this family, or I'm gonna make see what happens if I put all these people in like. A house and then like close the doors and then they can't escape and see what the characters do and it's just so cool when people share it on a community and the, the game itself will build up community and then the players in the community will basically set themselves off with the game and basically do all the work it's like you give them all the tools and then they just work with it and you don't have to do anything which i think makes a really good game last longer so like nowadays people the way the industry is working people more like a live service free to play you play the game for like five years and we'll just continually add stuff you can buy to support the game because nowadays it's like harder for industries to be like i'm going to put all this time and money into a game that only sells 60 dollars, and then so it's like it's interesting but i feel like his way of thinking helps you make a game that has a soul but also like doesn't lose itself when it's trying to get live service or trying to like continually provide content for players even though the game's been out for like four years three years so that's an interesting way to think about it. And I do like that master class. I recommend it for everyone who wants to get more into game design because we teach you in programming, we teach Blender, we teach um, art and all these different things. But sometimes the idea of game design kind of gets like, like, it's just like put there maybe one or a few lectures, but it's never like deep dive like Will Wright did. And so I was also curious, what do you think, in your opinion, would make for a great, like good game design? Do, like, do you think it's caring about more the gameplay, caring about the story. Because I know different industries, like Sucker Punch focuses mainly on the story where like Ubisoft cares most about the gameplay. Like, what do you think in your opinion is like a good way to go? Or is it just depend on what game you're making? I think that uh, the player's relationship with the game characters is the most important things. Like people 
need to learn to communicate. Some people don't really know how to communicate with other people. Uh, some people are introverts. Uh, I guess I'm kind of talking about myself. Okay. Uh, so when you give them characters in games and some events, and they react to these events with these characters, and these characters react to your reaction to that event, whether they like it or they hate it, you um, start to get attached to the game. It looks like real life. You can experience what you can't experience in real life in that game. Uh, you learn how to communicate, how to how to be useful to the community, how to be um, a better friend, a better father, like a poor, a better son, mm-hmm. a better leader. It teach, teaches you all the all that helps you be a better person. That that's when a game is uh, perfect to me. It's really about real life. It's more about real life than a virtual life. Uh, realistic relationships with the with the characters in the game helps people out, and some people. And I think I'm talking about uh, a huge version of uh, the the gaming community, uh, like to get attached to have relationships with, uh, with the game characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, that's like the one of the most important things about storytelling in any medium. It's the characters. You can make the coolest environment ever, the coolest world, have the coolest gameplay. But if you don't care about the characters, it, there's no read. Like somebody won't finish a book if the characters aren't like compelling enough. Somebody won't finish a movie if the you can have sound effects and all these cool stuff, but unless the movie's kind of built for that, like just to be a goofball movie, you won't capture people's attention or it won't be memorable or it just won't hit what you thought it was. It's like, oh, but this setting's cool. It's like, yeah, but we're here for the characters. We want to either feel inspired or get lost or jokes or just be around some type of setting with characters that just make me want to watch what's going on and get glued. It's like why reality TV is so popular is because people just get fixated on a certain person and what they're doing. And usually it's because someone's doing something you've wanted them to do, but you were too afraid to do it in a weird way. Or you see yourself like growing, like say you're younger and you like look up to these characters and say, I want to be a hero like that. And I'm going to follow his journey because then maybe one day I can be that person. That's what gets, especially kids, like interested in certain characters. It's like, yes, that's, or it's just so cool. Like that character's cool. I want to be cool. I love this character and I want to see them win. So it's interesting, like the different dynamics for game development. So we can go on and on about technical stuff, programming. Then you have to go into the art. Okay. And then we have to decide how we have to get the art into the game. And then there's pro, um, there's storytelling and the characters, right? Like I, people would, I think, starting to realize they're saying like game development is actually harder than rocket science because it's just so complicated that they're like nowadays when you say, oh, it's easy as rocket science, you got to say it's easy as game development. Or it's just something like that because it's just like game development to get everything right. Like you know, it's like so many games have like gotten most things right, but they fail at one part, and then the game just does okay. It's like, dang, you were so close, and you have like hundreds of people working on it for many years. Who would have thought that games would be one of the hardest things to make? There are also some exceptions. Some games uh, get really successful without having these elements, uh, like. Uh, hack and slash games and uh, mindless shooter games like yeah. uh, but that's hard because yeah. they, they built a base like a community already like Call of Duty wasn't always the way it was like it was like, at the time it was good like a good World War 2 story but now it's become something else and it's only survived because of like the brand recognition and the community behind it and so it's hard because again, it's like the industry is changing. So game developers have to kind of change the way to make games. And now it's become like pump it out. And so it's like, how do we ensure that these games can still be, have the soul and not get lost with live service? And I, I don't know the answer to that. Cause I mean, I don't know. I really enjoy Fortnite and I think Fortnite is a free game and it seems like the money they get from there, they give back to the game developers. So somehow they did something right. And so it's like, how can we, but I guess some people would say different seasons, they lose their soul, or I think they actually gain. There's like, I, so I don't know. I guess it's all personal opinion, but make the game for that you want to make for yourself and for the people you want to play. I think people get lost and they try to make a game that will make the fans happy, but then they don't know who exactly their fans are. 
So it's like find the people that you want your game and just make it for them. Listen to their feedback and then take it in and be like, hey, I don't really like that. You guys like it. Does it align with the vision, the soul I have for the game? Because if not, you might lose your soul. So another thing I've noticed is you can have a game come brand and then you lose yourself over time because you listen too much to them or you didn't listen to them. So it's a lot, it's a lot of like leadership and like listening to your audience to really get to where you want to be. Now, that's a, I don't even know if you've dealt with this, but like when you're trying to learn how to make a game, how do you know the audience you want to make the game for? Or do you just make the game you want to make? Um, I haven't really made a uh, full game yet, but uh, working on my graduation project, we're still mm -hmm. in the design uh, era of uh, the game. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're working on a uh, hack and slash game. So, uh, uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about your game. Like what's, what's the plan? What's this project? And then uh, all the little details. Uh, so it's a science fiction game in a million years in the future where uh, silicon-based life forms take over the galaxy. Uh, the player is a silicon-based, carbon-based hybrid. Uh, so he roams uh, the galaxies, laying some silicon-based aliens, um, fighting different, different bosses. The game gets harder. Uh, uh, We'll try to uh, give the uh, give the players uh, some uh, unique environment, uh, colorful uh, colorful uh, areas, and it's just a graduation project. So we'll we'll just try to show off our skills, our programming skills, our design skills. Uh, it's not really planned to. Uh, uh, embrace everyone. So that's uh, the only experience I have in game design. Okay. And so I like your roadmap that you built. So basically with this roadmap, is it like from a beginner's point of view or just like you've never learned anything? So it's like, hey, we're going to watch videos. We're going to watch the history. Then we're going to pick a game engine. And then you say you learn with Unreal Engine site and game dev.tv tutorials. So when you build this roadmap, how long is this roadmap supposed to be? Is it supposed to be a year's worth of work, two years, a couple months? And the one I made, uh, I made it to be kind of quick to, um, to help us. Okay. That's uh, very, it's very uh, interesting response because, first of all, the sleep, I never really had anybody say that in the way you did. Which is like, hey, when you sleep, oh, I think someone's, hold on one sec. Actually, give me one second. I got, so my uh, sink's all messed up. I had to get fixed.
back. Got some sync problems, but okay. Yeah, so um, what were we talking about? Games, design. Well, yeah, sleep. It's important to get sleep. It's important to take care of your health. But I like that you said it takes you longer if you take less sleep. And MIS should be not a problem because you can't remember everything that you studied. So what are some other tips? Because I'm curious if there's other things you know that can help you learn more. Like, is it study less instead of, and then just sleep more? Like, is there, because people like to do, say more is better. Like, still study six hours every day, but then it's hard to stay consistent. What is your thought on that? Like, how do you stay consistent in your work? Okay, uh, study more efficiently, you need to study uh, twice a day uh, when you first wake up and, before, and right before you sleep. Uh, studying in midday is, isn't really useful because uh, it gets really busy in midday, so uh, you can't focus up, uh, on your studying, you can't really um, uh, get the most of it in midday so you will need to study when they wake up uh, and before they sleep that way they will memorize about most of it about everything um, that's it that's how we will get most of what they study uh, i never heard anybody say don't study midday I've heard of study in the morning and I've heard, you know, study at night, but never, like you said, both times. So do you do like two hours in the morning, two hours at night, or is it four hours each? Uh, no, three hours in the morning, uh, maybe from 9, 9 a.m. to 12 uh, and study. Uh, it's not really, it, it, most of the times it's not really an hour because, you know, you study for your sleep, so. You get sleepy and you sleep thinking about what you studied. It's more of a revision about what you studied earlier that day. Uh, that helps you remember everything because you studied it earlier and you read it again. So you wake up, you remember what you last read before you sleep. So uh, you use what you remember uh, that, mo uh, that morning to. Uh, build up what to uh, build up to what's coming next uh, mm -hmm. in the course or in the book or whatever that's really good so when you wake up you do kind of like a maybe an hour view of the stuff you learned the day before and then you start learning new stuff uh that's uh, if i don't really remember what i did the day before but uh, i do remember i don't need to do that i just uh, head straight on to the new content Okay. And then also, where's the um, line when you say, like, I've learned enough and now you're just working on your game? Or are you always constantly trying to learn new stuff each week and then also working a game at the same time? Is there, like, a difference between learning and then making the game, or is it all in one? Uh, uh, I work, I, I've never been there before, but uh, if I did, uh, I'd work on the design part of that game I want. Uh, I write all the ideas in my notebook or something. Uh, see what I need to make that game complete. Like uh, I need the menu, I need uh, certain gameplay mechanics uh, and uh, sort of turns uh, into uh, a checklist and I check everything. Like I learned that gameplay mechanic today. I learned how to make it so check I learned to make that check. When the list is complete, I, uh, I start working on the game. Okay. And so when you say you've checked it off and you learn that and you go into make your game, let's say you don't actually understand what you need to do to make that part of the game. You just go back to the lesson and then do it simultaneously while you're working on the game. Uh, yeah. Like uh, sometimes you need to get back to the course again to mm -hmm. watch that lesson again. Maybe you'll understand better, but uh, there's uh, a less efficient way that gets a job done, but it's uh, kind of faster than getting back into the lesson and watching it again. Is uh, You can keep trying to do that, uh, to make that gameplay mechanic. Uh, 
and it sometimes work uh, after about five tries or something takes some time. But uh, I think that teaches you that uh, concept better, better than watching the lesson again. Like uh, you fail to uh, get it right the first time, so you know where you failed. So uh, if you try to do it again in another game, maybe you know that this way won't work. So you know the right way because you tried trial and failure are really important to get everything right uh, in future in future games of war. And how do you avoid like wasting time when studying? How do you make sure you you aren't getting stuck in a section too long? Or do you just say, hey, this is how long it's gonna take me, I'm gonna take as long as it needs. I take a break, uh, probably a coffee break or something, five minutes, think about what I've learned. Uh, sometimes uh, when you try to comprehend that concept of that watching the lesson of, of even getting close to any course or any resource you're learning from and you think about it, uh, you start to um, tidy things up in your mind and you eventually get uh, to the point where you your mind is ready to understand what you didn't then understand the first time so um, uh, I guess uh, it gets easier at the time like uh, sometimes you have like this big gap you can't you don't understand that lesson completely so you think about it the next time when you get uh, the same issue you you won't face that same block uh, there's another way too you can uh, watch other tutorials of other courses uh, something might take what you um, uh, take that issue that uh, you'll now understand because you understand another concept that's uh, kind of similar to the one you didn't understand so it all gets together and you understand. Okay. And is there any advice you would give your younger self based on the stuff you've learned now about how you study and how you learn that you would tell yourself so that you can be more effect efficient? Uh, yeah, I tell myself to start earlier and find a community earlier. Like, uh, like I said before, I kind of was an introvert. I like to work, to work alone. I doesn't really open up to my friends about my uh, my passion, uh, the uh, my the career I wanted for myself. But uh, it really didn't help me. Uh, but when you talk to people, when you uh, meet people with the same passion, people who want to work, uh, and uh, is that career you start to have some discussions you uh, you listen to them they listen to you 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 get uh, you get the fastest way to uh, achieve what you want to achieve so i would have been a lot better at game development if i had a, if i had a community back then or uh, least some people about two, three, four, five people that uh, encourage me that um, that I could discuss game development with them. Good point, because it's, it's hard to know where you are if you don't have someone telling you like, hey, you don't fully understand this or you're you, you could work better on doing this in program or your art could be a little bit better. And if you just keep doing it on your own, sure, you keep sharing it to maybe online forums, it's like everybody might say, like, hey, good job, you did this, but you can't really know where you can improve. And then you kind of get in this weird, I would call it like phase, where it's just like you kind of feel productive, but you're not really improving or growing. You're just staying complacent. You just push stuff out to say, hey, I was productive today. And it's kind of hard because it's like, that's why games well can be hard because you have to constantly be pushing your limits and Sometimes you don't want to. You want to stay comfortable. You're like, oh, I can work on this, and this is easy for me. I don't want to go do something hard today. I'm tired or I'm lazy. 
So how do you say, how do you keep yourself motivated, inspired to keep doing this? Do you ever have bad days and how do you get through them? Uh, I think about what I want to do in the future. I think about uh, how games inspired me and the people that inspired me, my role models and where they are now and how many people they're helping. And um, I think about the people I could help if I could get to where I want faster. So uh, that really helps me. Like um, game development is the only thing I want to work in. So uh, if I'm lazy about it, then what should I do? What what's my purpose? Like I need to uh, get out of get off my bed and start learning something new. Like uh, uh, that that's how I get it. I guess that's how I overcome my lack of motivation of mm -hmm. that uh, learning block. Um, yeah, it's just it's a good way to get out of you know off your bed and onto the computer and doing stuff because it's just there's some days when it's tough you like get motivated the last day before and you want to do whatever you want and then the next day you're like eh, i'm tired so it's like do you have a set schedule routine to keep yourself from missing days uh sometimes uh, not always uh when i'm not really busy like uh, i'm in summer break now so i i'm not really as busy as uh, college days so uh, I don't really need to set uh, a timeline for myself like I wake up every morning I, uh, I watch uh, some videos lessons I study uh, I take a break re read a chapter of a book and spend the rest of my, my day like playing games uh, and that's really important like uh, I, I think playing games is more important than learning how to make games. Like, yeah, people don't really know how yeah, how other games are made or uh, what makes a game enjoyable or, uh, or, or what really gets into their mind, uh, what, uh, what is their uh, favorite genre, these things. They won't really be successful. Uh, successful game developers you need to play games to understand how to make games better to understand some of the design concepts like you can read a book about game design and yeah, go on and you can't uh, implement that design concept the right way but when you play a game that implemented that uh, design concept you, you know how 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 it's done in games uh, how it's done in the development uh, stage of the, of the game everyone's gonna love that you said playing games is more important than learning how to make games because they're gonna be like oh i can go play a lot of games but that's no, true to be able to understand you know important dynamics of characters you have to play a game that has that to understand why gameplay matters you have to play a game that where the gameplay is so well made you just like you're just having fun playing you don't even care about the story and then again, you have to play games. The music hits you. You have to play just a ton of different games also because it just inspires you. When you see a great game, you're like, oh, my gosh, I can make something kind of like that, but my own vision. And then maybe the world would love and enjoy that as much as I have love and enjoy this game. So I like that's actually where I'm going to wrap it up is, is just with that, basically saying play games, enjoy games, realize why you're in the industry anyways. You're making games. Have fun. Enjoy it. Don't beat yourself up. You have so much time to make the game you want to make. So much time to build a team, so much time to learn. Don't feel like you're pressured. Like you have the time. And so then as we end this up, I want you to ask you if you can come up with a challenge for the game to the TV students, kind of like we have at the Edinburgh Lectures, to get them to do something after this uh, episode to help them move towards their goals. So if you can come up with a challenge, you can take your time too. Uh, I guess my challenge is uh, to create a new game genre like... Uh... The, the industry needs new genres like uh, the past few years people got stuck in battle royale games mm -hmm. uh, we need new genres we need to uh, experience something new like uh, we've been playing rpgs for ages now we've been shooters for ages uh, playing adventure and action games for ages we need something new so uh, i guess my challenge is to create something new, like take a genre or two, mix it, mix them up, add some 
gameplay mechanics that people thought that uh, they won't fit in that game and create a new genre and make your friends play it, see if, see if it's fun, if it's enjoyable, if it's successful. Maybe the, the industry will benefit from the slightest and the smallest idea. I think that's a genius idea. In fact, I think that question should always be asked. How can I create something that's not even new, like not even here yet? That's something totally new that can break, groundbreak the whole industry, do something like Battle Rails, completely change everything, change the way people make games. Because they went from Call of Duty having story to one day having a game with just Battle Royale. And I was like, wow, this is really... And I'm not going to lie, I really love Battle Royale games if they're made right. Like I love the Call of Duty one, I love the Fortnite. But some of them too, it's just like, it's all the same. Like you said, RPGs, we've been at RPGs since the beginning of time. So that's a great challenge. But yeah, so this has been awesome. Thank you for coming on the episode. I want to hand the mic to you to end it off to me last minute shout outs, quotes, tips, whatever you got. And uh, thanks for coming on. And the mic's all yours. Thank you for having me. Yes, uh, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and um, Twitter. But I'm not so active in Twitter, but uh, I'm mostly active in Facebook and LinkedIn. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all courses at GameDev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price. Get started with your game development journey today.